0: Hastings, God hastings up in bitch. And God, God, do what you, got. you know what it is! Come on. Oh, so. <sighs> oh, you know what else is in your pussy? Oh, Another yes. great episode of the Wrestler Review! The Wrestler oh, yes. Review! Yeah. Everybody! Also, for your Patreon listeners, last week's video is still being processed it will be up on (laughs) patreon someday we are sorry it's all my fault we should have
1: just taped it off my camera i thought at the time but we didn't do it my name is dylan Gott.
0: john my name is john hastings and today we are talking about what's going on
1: no i was like turned on by your name that's what i
0: was doing right today we're talking about uh, a man that if he was wrestling right now would be uh kenny omega's rival for the belt but instead, he was wrestling in the late 70s. So he was considered very short and gross. Precious Paul Ellering.
1: Precious Paul. Great guy. I did not know how few years he was in wrestling before he was just a manager because he got fucking injured his dick. Yeah, he his fucking, off
0: yeah, Exactly. Well, basically, Paul Ellering has a fat, long cock. Mm-hmm. And one of the Guerreros stepped on it so much that he uh, he got sepsis so that he had to retire.
1: Here's what's happening right now. If you're watching the video, I am in my unfinished garage and John is, I'm assuming, under the blankies.
0: I am. All, my feeties are tucked in and I'm so excited to talk about a guy who I think gave the best promo in the history of the first 10 WrestleManias.
1: Oh, also, um,
0: who is he trained by? Who's Judo Gene LaBelle. Vern Gagne. Oh my god. Yeah, so he is part he's an AWA sort of stalwart. He's one of the first big guys to come out of Minnesota. It's also very weird in that he is one of the last. Like, this guy is your manager. What that actually means is this guy does your entire life. That's the kind of yeah. manager he was for the LAD. But basically, he was your classic territorial heel. He was this mm-hmm. short shithead who came in with blonde hair, talked about being beautiful. I watched his debut in Memphis against um Jerry Lawler and First of all, Jimmy Hart in Memphis is so much better than Jimmy Hart in the WWF, and he's so good in the WWF. But, like, in Memphis, he talks way more. He's not the, listen, baby, 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 baby. He's like, ah, the king, the king, the king, the king. Out comes fucking Precious Paul Ellering. They have a big ding-dong, but, man, the one thing I'll say is Paul Ellering is small. Like, he is nowadays wrestler size in a time Mm -hmm. when you you couldn't be. And he was a, like, pretty top-tier wrestler territorial heel like this pretty amazing this guy's got charisma up his fucking ass
1: yeah although i will say this his promos were a bit robotic where it was like i'm precious paul ha ha
0: ha yeah but also if you think, look at all the other promos that were happening around him it's pretty dynamic like it's especially when you get like his wrestling career is sort of nothing it's basically he goes around all the territories true. he debuts dramatically He points at the camera and he says declarative things with verbs. I'm
1: fucking hot. Fuck you, ugly fucks. I'll fucking jack off and you'll lick it up like
0: dogs. Your wives are going to know why I keep pine cones in my trousers. Makes my balls seem relatively good.
1: This is what I like. This is what... It should have been. Where? What did he say? Paul Ellerling also uh, Lellerling also said in an interview that it's good that they didn't just let us go completely off script because there was should would, would have been some Fs in there.
0: Yeah, and you hope that it means I yeah, U-C-K-S. I it yeah. I yeah. don't
1: think it would have been. It would have been Hawke well, one.
0: Well, it's not godly. Well, in prison, I understand, but out here in society, you got women. Civil Tell them animal-
1: unions should be enough for them. Anyway, yeah. I'm also wrestling Art Anderson.
0: I don't get the Art Anderson reference.
1: No, it's just he would cut a promo about how
0: much he hates gay people completely separate mention- from wrestling. I just always feel like... The LOD is the weirdest combination of guys because you have Paul Ellering who is basically just a great old, say territorial heel again, who fucks up his knee real bad in, I believe, Memphis? Sure. Uh, yeah, it's, He gets in a car
1: accident. Here's one important thing. Gets in a car accident, goes to a doctor that's part of Dr. James Andrews' clinic. That doctor misdiagnoses it as a dislocation. He says it's going to be two months, whatever. Ellering comes back in two months to Dr. James Andrews and goes, OK, how's my dislocation going? And Dr. C. Andrews goes, no, this is a fucking torn, ruptured patella. Which yeah. doctor? And then gets the doctor and goes, how the fuck did you say this was dislocated? Look at his patella. And then that other doctor said, I'm sorry, Mr. Andrews. And then he said, this is what happens. And then he sucked his uh, soft wiener and uh, Dr. James Andrews said, "I'm very attracted to you, but I'm commanding my penis to stay soft."
0: I I don't like how you say At the end Dr. of that
1: was the the end of that was the most important part. That was the I true like part. It, the rest of it I, I made
0: up. I don't like how you say Dr. James Andrews.
1: Well, they all do. Every wrestler says Dr. James Andrews, and Paul Ellerin calls him Jim Andrews, which is such an old
0: guy thing to do. Also, have uh, you my seen name is James. What... It's Jim, buddy. All right, what's fucked up in my ass or whatever? What's the what hat do you think you maybe don't want to be wearing on the first hat on the first photo when I Google you? What hat do you maybe not want to be wearing?
1: Ku Klux Klan hat.
0: No, well, it's in the vein he evidently loves Nazi hat. The NFL team from Washington. <laughs> I mean, that
1: makes sense. People weren't on the lookout for how explicitly racist that was back
0: then. I mean, that photo is so, is in 2019.
1: Okay, well, yeah, there. <laughs> He's an old man. What other excuses do you want me to do? I'm going to be like Jim Cornette, excusing Ric Flair. He was leaving a gimmick. His gimmick was.
0: Yeah, his Corn gimmick was bothering people. Oh, my God. Yeah, the wrestling world is really like Tommy Dreamer has walked back everything and then jim Cornette walked it forward it's well, pretty let's,
1: nuts let's do this let's talk about for one second how great the tommy dreamer thing was because it wasn't like it was live he said that months passed and then it went on air he never was like he, tommy dreamer never tweeted a okay i say some fucked up shit about what rick no. flair did and i believe the victim you know whatever and he was just like oh wait people don't like that I'm Tommy Dreamer. Got, I'm sorry? Tommy Dreamer,
0: Here's what it is: Tommy Dreamer got yelled at Tommy by his wife. Is. That's what it was. It was. <laughs> I
1: think got yelled f- at by losing all the
0: money. What the fuck, Tommy? What the fuck? Two ponytails. <sighs> yeah. The other thing too, but two ponytails. I hope it's worth it, Tommy. That's all that read to me. Also, and then everyone's like, he was fired. He was just suspended. I don't think he's. I think he'll be back in TNA before long. Yeah, I've but. been
1: having uh, arguments with people where they're like, Me Too's coming, and I'm like, no, unfortunately. I think someone else said this, but, like, there needs to be an – unless there is an outside agency, like, unless every flight – it would be funny that, like, um, there's a civil case against you, Ric Flair. Oh, who is it? Every single flight attended from 1976 yeah. till 2011.
0: Yeah, every – Every woman who worked at a goddamn Coco's or a Kelsey's in North America between the (laughs) years 1980 and 1995 fired a class action lawsuit because you, quote unquote, would walk in and go, who's the meaty one for me to bite with my pee pee?
1: Yeah, Ric Flair does strike me as a guy who would just come in and be like, we're fucking partying in this East
0: Side Mario's. Yeah, Ric Flair is the kind of guy that you literally, you want to stop him partying. You have to just walk him outside while he's holding booze and then close and lock the door. Like, he strikes me as a, you want to be done with the conversation? Hang up the phone.
1: Yeah. Uh but Paul Ellering, you should never be done with his conversation or whatever.
0: God damn right. Let me tell you who was never taking his dick out in front of five light and tenants. It's a guy who wore a kimono in yeah. the Wall Street Journal. But the main thing to remember is um Paul Ellering very soon after getting injured reveals himself to be a real weirdo in that he's just a guy who reads newspapers and is a little bit more literate than other professional wrestlers. And yes. backstage personalities lose their shit about this.
1: Yeah, I remember there's a Road Warriors DVD, like, from, I would say, what we will now think of as the heyday of DVDs, but 2005. Oh, oh, my God, that documentary's sort of weird, though, because... It's so funny, because they're like, yeah, Ellering was real different, because he would read the Wall Street Journal, <laughs> most guys would read porn. Just imagine, like, a you're already oiled up, you're Tatanka, and you're just like, let me lay back and get a fucking hard dick around Virgil. Let's see
0: well, this, what is the this is the thing that no one talks about, about road professions comedy being another one up okay, until yeah. maybe what 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Is that essentially it was, it was people that wanted to be a wrestler, comedian, etc. And then a shitload of no one knows where I am people, and they get up to <laughs> real sketchy, weird shit.
1: Yeah, there's people who are like, I really wanted to be a wrestler. Then there's just, I'm on the run from my wife.
0: Yeah, I'm just not where I should be. How about that? Like the amount of, just speaking for me, the amount of guys that got a beer and a shot with dinner I've had to professionally work with is not, it's more than three. And that's so intense. Like beer and a shot with dinner, with dinner. What are you doing? I mean, that's good stuff, though. We're playing a classroom in northern Ontario.
1: <laughs> We're playing Blackpool, England. We're inside a kebab shop. Maybe you don't need to ask them if they're cool with you getting wasted.
0: Yeah, no, they are. They would prefer it. Yeah, Blackpool's all right. I remember uh, playing a comedy club in a city called Liverpool. It was Hot Water Comedy Ooh. Club, and there was, and there was a fight in the interval. Okay. A bunch of guys tried to attack the bouncer, and the bouncer attacked all of them. It was amazing. Um, still, I was still smoking at the time. Oh, well, that's crazy because I went outside to smoke, and I ended up watching the fight. Um, but the best part of it was uh, to make everyone calm down. They just said they'd leave the bar open during the interval. That's how you goddamn calm a crowd, ladies and gentlemen. And let me new- tell you, who else knew how to calm a crowd? It's Precious Paul Ellering. You read the Wall Street Journal. And then talk stock tips with the other uh, with the fans at Ringside while the LOD were in smashing up who, opponents.
1: Who put Paul Ellering with the Road Warriors?
0: It was Vernian Gronian. It was Ole Anderson. Really, I thought it was gone. No, because it, they were in the NWA first. I always get that weirded out because I always think that they're in AWA first because it's they're all Minneapolis guys. They
1: started in '83 and like in Georgia. And the other thing is, like Brock Lesnar, like um, Kurt Angle, like all these guys who were seen as like blue
0: chip prospects. So I was in my research, I w- watched a bunch of Paul Ellering shoot interviews about what it was like to be part of the Road Warrior machine. And he was like, We were the NWA's Andre the Giant. We didn't need belts, yeah. we didn't need anything. All we needed was you put us on the poster and then we showed up and did that and that's all people cared about and it was and they were like it was huge and you couldn't like you couldn't stop it there was nothing in the WWF had to rival it what are you going to do
1: well yeah they're like and this is the other thing about the 80s is that the anti-hero part of comic books is selling really well you look at the punisher and stuff like that and the road warriors definitely did um model themselves a lot after that and they were a lot darker and that this comes up actually later on when you get them into the wwf is that they're a lot darker characters than the wwf characters are because they're good guys but they'll still kill you they, they, they're one of the first guys where it's like they didn't change at all from being healed yeah. to the face
0: they were just like they kill you no matter what they basically created the mold the undertaker now lives in In that the the Undertaker, how did the Undertaker turn heel? He was like, uh, or turn face, uh, don't hit Miss Elizabeth with a chair. And they're like, all right, Mm. that's. Hit her with a bat. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to WCW. Um, But Paul Ellering very quickly just becomes a excellent and competent heel manager after a variety of knee injuries and not even Dr. James. I love the Washington Mm -mm 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 so much. Andrews can save him. (laughs)
1: Well yeah, he uh he hurts his knee, he becomes their manager, and they stick him like I said, they stick him with the Road Warriors, so they stick like after you do cocaine,
0: maybe do some pull ups and then yeah. co- and then Hawk goes, Thanks. Instead of just drinking bourbon, have some water when you're on your run.
1: Okay Pretty much pretty much.
0: Yeah, but yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Yeah. Animal is like Animal is the like I would say like the serious athlete, as is Paul Ellering.
0: And it's so weird that the guy with the rat like... tail has the serious athlete energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's never who you... Who's the reasonable one here? Well, the ones with the spider drawn on his forehead, of course. <laughs> but the Road Warriors, really, for the
1: greater part of, like, five years, are just on the road until they landed
0: um, Jim Crockett. Dylan. Dylan, you know what I call the Road Warriors sometimes? What? The Chode Warriors. Thank you. Um, They landed Jim Crockett Promotions where, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart the crowds go butt fuck and they are the greatest tag team presentation ever for in the history of the road warriors because it's their patchy weird shoulder pads and then paul ellering in a fucking kimono yes fucking please
1: and it's like what is paul ellering's character is like these guys are like two dudes from mad max and I fucking love stocks.
0: Yeah, no, his character is—he's the big city fuck dude, and these are his two brutes. Yeah, but it's like a weird. But again, it would be like. but, it's but like, again, wrestling presents businessmen the way that thirteen-year-old men, like thirteen-year-old boys, like manifest staying at home. Like if you leave a thirteen-year-old boy at home. They're putting on a bathrobe. They're pretending to like have a <laughs> cocktail. They're just putting a lot of ice in a wine glass and putting coke in it. You know what I mean? That's how wrestling impersonates businessmen. Where it's like Japan is buying a lot of business, and they read the Wall Street Journal. Do that. Like that's what wrestling is. Basically,
1: I, d- I just like that. Like the Road Warriors, and it did work because Paul Ellering like does look evil. Like he looks Saturday morning cartoon evil, but it's just so funny.
0: To and me also, also like, all of his all of his promos like he talks like a villain too like what's the going up or then do you fear the coming down like everything sounds like a james bond villain's plan
1: i'm going to not beat you up these guys are gonna beat you up bye bye that was one of them
0: what's so also weird is he also well pardon me being very much part of the uh, Road Warrior package, the other thing he is, and I, this is, is he ran their goddamn lives. He got the, both of those guys to every show. He drove the van, all of this sort of stuff, to the point that when sense. Hawk, Hawk died, Ellering went and got the van and then drove it to Hawk's funeral, weirdly.
1: I mean, that's symbolic, but also, like, totally, like, I will say this, as far as being a manager goes... I guess you can't manage someone's like substance problem, but you, you know what I mean? It just seems like he'd be like reading the newspaper while Hawk just like did six lines at once off a buck knife. And he was like, interesting.
0: PepsiCo is doing well. Well, apparently what it is is, uh, um, Hawk would just disappear for days. That was actually like Mm -hmm. Todd Gordon talks about he knew he had Hawk's respect when Hawk called him and was like, not going to make it to the show tonight, brother. And he's like, where are you? He's like, I'm in a cabin with three pals. We'll be holed up for about four more days. Bye. And it was like, oh, shit.
1: That's fucking crazy. But then Hawk, of course, loses like years of his career and Ellering loses his life. Yeah, but that's after he does. This is the thing about Hawk. When you look him up, he doesn't die while he's an active wrestler. His no, heart, it's pretty it's nuts. Like, it's pretty nuts. It's like the Roddy Piper death where it's like his heart goes, wait, what did I do? And then he dies.
0: Yeah. I mean, I cannot wait until the second half of this episode when we can talk about post-LOD Paul Ellering and also how weird his life is now. But basically, Paul Ellering is this weird thing of he makes enough money managing... LOD and also hilariously plays the stock market very well in the 80s and 90s. So is one of those very rare things, which is a guy who is a professional wrestling figure, but rarely really needs the money, like just kind of comes back because he loves it. So he dips in and out. And after the Road Warriors basically go on their dominance tour of American wrestling territories and in Japan. And Japan, like never forget. Anytime you saw a Road Warrior injury article angle, it was just so they could go to Japan. Mm-hmm. Like they are so quietly so big. Like they are considered a big tag team. But when you think about it, like they are the face of two Starcades right? At least once, Sk- Skywalkers. They are the best tag team the WWF had in the ninety. Like the debuted in the nineties. What was a better tag team than them in the nineties? Than them. Uh... I don't know, the Nasty Boys for sure. No, nope, wrong. You're an idiot.
1: No, no. Fucking eat my poo, you big fuck. I get what you're saying. And I also think it's really interesting that the NWA, without making them tag team champions or making either of them world champions, coordinated to have them book strong in every single territory.
0: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. But again, they were the basically the non-Andre the Giant, Andre the Giant. They were the, the Sable and Goldberg effect of that of that particular wrestling war. There was nothing you could do to counter-program against them. They were just fucking badass. And Paul Hellering was such a good part of that package because he added that element of danger by ta- talking like this, and then we're talking like that.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it gave them some organization, and I guarantee like, As short a run when you look back on it as the glory days of LOD was, it gave them way longer run because they had someone saying, please don't do this, Hawk.
0: Or more like, okay, Hawk, here's how you get to the airport.
1: Yeah, before GPS, too. This man was like... I remember him him and Animal had a podcast where he's like, well, a lot of times we just went west and hoped for the best case scenario. It's so crazy where
0: it's like... Yeah, basically, if you had an A to Z guide and hoped for the best, that's fucking crazy. Well, like when you started touring as a stand-up Dylan, was it MapQuest or Maps? Because I was, I remember like people had it printed out from
1: MapQuest. Yeah, I remember MapQuest. I remember MapQuest, and it was like turn left at this, and you're like, look, and then no street has had a name for a while, and you're like, okay, I think we're fucked.
0: Yeah. I remember always having a map of Toronto still with me, and people were always like, we don't need that, and we needed it quite a few times.
1: Yeah, I remember um, when we had to walk. What? Because it was faster, yeah.
0: Than driving? Sure. I was just doing a close show, though. We're old guys. I just remember when Dylan used to party. Be like, I don't want to get in a car. And it's like, Dylan, it's not drinking driving if you're (laughs) not driving. And he's like, nah, don't trust. I don't trust myself not to take over the wheel. I like it too much. That's what I said.
1: And then I was like, uh, sorry, I don't even take the subway or the bus because I'll fucking just end up taking that shit over and crash. Yeah, Dylan just keeps.
0: Yeah. and know what the point is. I can crash it. Goddamn right it is. Uh, so basically what happened is the LOD finally hits to the WWF. They don't bring Paul Ellering with him or he doesn't want to go. He takes some time off. His contract,
1: for some reason, didn't expire. So what he does is he does a hair versus hair match, him and Teddy Long. And check this out. They're both so bald that it's like, who cares? Yeah, it was one what of the. What was great... another one? There was another famous one like that where it was like the guy was like full balding and then it was like, My hair is gone. Oh, that was Kurt Angle. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt Angle, Angle was just like very much bald, and then they were like, We're gonna shave off those two hairs, and he's like, Oh no. But also the, yes.
0: me. They sort of did it to CM Punk, but he didn't end up losing his hair. He got plugs.
1: CM Punk. No, yeah, he shaped they shaved his head and he kept the like patchy ass head shaved and had a mask on. It was dope as shit.
0: Yeah, it was fucking rad. Man, I miss straight-edge society. I wonder if they'll reunite in AEW like they've done they with everything else. Yeah.
1: They will. They'll be Luke Gallows and CM Punk and Serena Deeb and then me. I'll be... A-
0: yeah, that's true. AEW loves two things. Factions and mm. former WWE <laughs> champions.
1: But isn't it like...
0: Big ones. <laughs>
1: But isn't it like exactly pretty much like the NWA, like this era of the NWA where they just were like, everyone's in a faction. Why? And it's funny because it's the same model as you would have. Yeah, that is actually a good point. Everyone, a bunch it's of like, movies, like mm-hmm. how they have they remake any movie or any TV show now because it already has an existing brand. So it's like it's already tethered to that thing. So you know it better.
0: Yeah, there's already someone that will watch this already. So we can be yeah. like, listen, we'll get... Eight people are going to watch. We're going to just redo the attitude era, which I think we're about a year away from Vince just being like, let's just show those episodes again.
1: <laughs> hey, how about this? How about I go on there, right? And I win the title and then you guys give me a Cialis and we see how long I can stay hard for. That's I sick. said
0: attitude era, not when Vince becomes ECW champion.
1: Oh, yeah, that was sick. But
0: anyway, did you know this? Paul Ellering.
1: Won the not. hair vs. hair match against of course Teddy did. Long. And then... uh, in
0: fact, I watched that match with friend of the show Mike Lawrence.
1: Did you know this? No. It wasn't the head hair; it was pubes. So he shaved his pubes. With his bones.
0: teeth too. He did it? He did it? back in. I've been sharpening the for poly Whatever it. makes you happy. Okay. Or on that be. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to take a break, and then we're going to talk about fucking Rocco for an
0: hour and a half we're going to talk about Rocco, we're going to talk about DUA and then we're going to talk about the Authors of Pain greatest, took me the only until today Occam's Razor, god damn it
1: Occam's Razor?
0: they're Occam and Razor, the Authors of Pain Occam and Razor yeah, it's Occam's Razor
1: yeah, well that's fucking not so
0: fucking sick see you after, after, after the break suck, suck I'm broken and going through a divorce. I'm a daddy now. Please donate to Patreon for Christ's fucking sakes. Give us some fucking money, you fucks.
1: Patreon.com
0: backslash wrestler review. All right, so now the LOD, Dylan, no time to wait. The LOD is in the WWE. It's WrestleMania. 8. Paul Ellering comes out. Says, the LOD does the greatest LOD promo ever. It's got everything. Tell him, Hawk. Tell him, well, since we got here... We've been a runaway train. Now look who's driving. No one knows who Paul Ellering is. No one knows. It's so good. Just comes out and just talks about going up and down. We make our money the old-fashioned way. We beat people for it. Go on, Paul. Get after it. We buy
1: children and then sell them into sex slavery. Oops, wrong promo idea. Sorry. The thing
0: to remember is that I run the Idinarad not because I want to win, but because I'm looking for a way to join the Russian army.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so he comes into the WWF in 1992. They've already been in for a couple years. And it's not really Like, he just kind of gets a call from Like a couple of beers. But it's like Vince... Even back then, this is when he starts hating managers. You know oh, what? Yeah. Actually, no, because he uses managers pretty much until the Attitude Era, when it's like the only managers become valets.
0: <laughs> yeah, the only yeah, the managers during the Attitude Era are insane. It's always like it's the sibling of the wrestler that that wrestler wants to fuck. Yeah, or just like, uh
1: my valet is my sister, and that's what I like to bang bang.
0: Bow wow 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 wow. Bow wow wow exactly. wow 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 wow.
1: Exactly. So, Ellering comes in shortly after that. They want to soften the Legion of Doom. Like I said, they're not into the. Yeah, this stuff. is so
0: weird. How do you soften these guys? Do you just get them to like be a little bit nicer? Maybe you book them in a certain way? No, you give them the creepiest puppet that was. What was the story of Rocco? It was like, it was Hawk's possession when he was a kid, and that's why Hawk drinks. <laughs> Pretty much. And then Ellering, it's so funny because everyone's like, oh, Rocco
1: sucked. And every interview he does, he's like, I liked it because <laughs> like you said he's like a man who's like okay i'll come back okay i'm fired whatever like he doesn't need it he doesn't the yeah, only appearances he since... makes in wrestling after this are just legion of doom adjacent
0: yeah because all he is he's like he's got two friends he likes working with them mm-hmm. so then we get like the lod then can t- like soldiers on without him well uh, this is when it gets real fucked up because hawk like
1: Hawks getting so fucked up that is starting to affect like he lo- still looked good in the 80s this and is the, the 90s crazy he starts thing. looking like a slob
0: yeah he gets this weird like he gets the most pronounced like that guy used to work out body i've ever yeah. seen he's doing steroids but just drinking a lot yeah he's doing steroids and the, well his big thing apparently was crack cocaine so i think <laughs> that he was assumed, his big thing his big thing was like he likes some pills but what he loved was smoking crack cocaine with bikers Which is also why where you're like, wait a minute, he was like that high level of an athlete and a crack cocaine smoker. Like, yeah, no wonder too cold Scorpio felt like he could intimidate him. At that point, his lungs were probably tissue paper.
1: Well, and it was also like the finishing move they have, the doomsday device is like, um, you're just going to die. And then they finally hurt someone because, of course, they did because it's a crackhead clotheslining a guy.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing that's crazy is it's like noted booze man is the guy that has the most dangerous role. Exactly. Expand on the Too Cold Scorpio Hawk story, though. This Too Cold Scorpio Hawk story is during this weird period where basically so what happens is WWE gives them a puppet named Rocco. Hawk hates Rocco so much that after SummerSlam 92, he just doesn't come back from England, befriends some bikers, does crack. And the LOD breakup because Hawk is like, for fuck's sakes, fuck this, and fucks off.
1: And then you look at it, and Ellering really is the guy who keeps it all together and gives Hawk and Animal some sort of, what do you call that? Just some sort of schedule and some sort of, I'd love to be a fly on the wall of, because yeah, you can listen to six so Paul Ellering interviews, and here's what they all are. I invested
0: smartly. I really enjoyed waking up early and exercising. And reading. He said always yep. he always talks about how what he misses of wrestling is the downtime, so he could read a book a week. But that's, basically that's there was a yin and a doing. yang, and it's Paul Ellering and fucking Hawk. Like Hawk is yeah. literally doing like Yeah, you know, if you do DMT and heroin at the same time, it feels like someone's eating out your ass, but maple syrup. And Paul Ellering <laughs> is reading like Ayn Rand and being like, oh, Something called Appel Computers. Better buy that.
1: Yeah. If you were to make Paul Ellering now, it would be like a crypto bro that
0: manages a power hey, Dylan. team. Dylan is Paul, 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 the Paul Ellering of this podcast.
1: But it's crazy to me that they don't have a like a guy like Paul Ellering just as a manager or a character in wrestling, just a guy who only talks about... But they about do.
0: Him. Who... Well, they had Paul Ellering up until, like, what? Like, a year ago when he left the Office of Pain?
1: No, that was actually way longer than you think. No! Yeah, it was, um... It was, uh, 2018. Shit. That's actually, honestly, when I looked at it, that's way more recent than I thought
0: it was. Oh, see, I thought that was way more recent. I because I assume Ackham and Razor have been booted from the WWE at this point. They, because yeah, they are I a... Ta- of course, they're a tag team. Yeah, you're not lasting.
1: Well we won't get to do an episode on them so why we will expand on that just because literally when you said paul ellering how long did you think paul ellering was in wrestling for
0: on again off again for like 40 years
1: yeah he's literally if you so his entering career is six years yeah and then as a manager he has the um seven year stint and then one year uh in 92 where of course the legion of doom leave And then they do that whole hawk gets injured, really starts really liking pain pills and coke. Yeah, loves it. Goes to Japan a lot. Animal does the Japanese, like, basically rework of the Road Warriors. Um, And then they come back to the
0: WWF. Paul Ellering is the manager of the Disciples of Apocalypse. All right, well, we'll get to that. So we'll get to that. So it doesn't start It's You have LOD by themselves. They do the Godwin's neck injury, all that sort of stuff. And then LOD 2000, they ditch Sonny. Looks like they're going to get back with Ellering. Wrestling fans are smart enough now that it's like, that's exciting. And then, no, he sides with the guys that plan the Justice for the J6 victims. That's oh, yeah. right. The Disciples of Apocalypse, Brian Lee, the Harris Brothers, and Crush, who put these drug addicts together. I don't know, but they definitely sell drugs. And also, like, just couldn't look more like... Like, Paul Ellering couldn't look more like
1: the leader of a Nazi gang if he
0: tried. That's very funny, yes. Especially when he comes out for this pro, like thing, because he comes out wearing a shirt that says, I don't care, fight me. And he's <laughs> so ripped and so short. That's he's exactly so it. jacked.
1: Also, we should mention this. He's a champion bodybuilder and could apparently lift just as much as Hawk and Animal. It's just some people are smaller. Yeah, that's the thing
0: is he would be he would have been the heel of the N.W.A. if he had been six inches taller.
1: Yeah, because once again, this guy didn't have a chance to basically become an in-ring wrestler like he just got injured as he was getting good. I was under the impression this dude had been around from like the 70s, like all through the 70s and then got injured. Not like, oh, yeah, he was six years in which is just when you're starting to learn how to be a really good wrestler and then gets injured and decides I'm going to be more successful than any other wrestler in history. It's how crazy wrestling soccer. has
0: changed is yeah. this guy was a high-level remembered manager, and he re- managed essentially two guys. They briefly had the Legion of Doom, the Doom that the World Warriors were in in the NWA, but he managed two guys for basically his entire career. That's insane. And then, yeah, and then comes back uh, for the DOA.
1: Of course, they have a little, and that's a great angle, just the tease of him going with the Legion of Doom and obviously turning on them. And then, um, of course, planning the Oklahoma City bombing with the
0: Harrisburg. Of course, yes. Him and uh, the guy who wrote uh, Behold a Pale Horse revealed that Area 51 was not real. Um, <laughs> also, the thing you have to remember is, uh, what was his gimmick with DOA? DOA, they gave him a gimmick that was the most late 90s gimmick ever. He likes to uh, jizz. No, he had a computer program that told him how the other wrestlers were going to behave, and that mm-hmm. helped the DUA. <laughs> Isn't that insane?
1: I still think it's nuts that they, on television in the late 90s, and we remember the Attitude Era as being 99 and, like, 98. Like, all disgusting it start, stuff it they did to women. At, well, that's what I'm getting after at. Them- Go ahead. That's what I'm getting at is that they on television on a regular like USA Network is like channel six in the states and on that channel they were like a nation of Islam characters are going to fight these white
0: supremacists the white supremacists are the good guys. Uh, Yes and also the other good guys inexplicably a gang known as Los Periquos and then immediately they will be dismissed because one of them is very hairy. Also, yes, that was it. Los Puerto
1: Ricas, who was Savio Vega, one hairy guy, and everyone wears shirts because
0: fucking... You know why. Shut up. Yeah. Everyone wears shirts because you will not be here long. No need to do sit-ups. We need someone to lose to these racist teams. <laughs> well, what's also crazy is DOA lasts the summer. DOA is basically the summer of 98, and they're gone. And then they find... The
1: interesting thing, it's like when you find out someone's just been making an entire living off Hallmark movies, that's what the DOA did with wrestling, where it's like they find Vince Russo, Vince Russo likes them, and then for the rest of their professional wrestling careers, they're just the the heavy upper-card upper team who eventually loses. What's oh, the Harris Vince boys R- is
0: what you're saying. You're not saying all of DOA. You're just saying the Harris boys. Sorry, yes. It's just the Harris. Yeah, because Brian Lee is ruled by no man. Well. Brian, I Reed. assume he has yeah. some charges against him, but besides that, he
1: probably has a lot of charges. Mm. I didn't know that you could have just turned on this light the whole time. I thought you were at your mom's, not turning a light on because you didn't want to wake her up.
0: No, I was, I was like, we're recording this so late, and so I was like in bed because I'm so tired, like literally, like this it's is what I was doing. Yeah. I was just going, do not fall asleep. And that's all I was doing. <laughs> and then we started recording and I was just like, I just didn't turn the light on. That's really funny. All right. I drink so much water to keep me awake like a warrior.
1: Ooh, warrior. So I'm Dr. pissing
0: into the WWE Hall, Hall of Fame. fame. I'm going to say this right now. Paul Ellering m- does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame based no, purely like on the fact that. Coco Beware is in the Hall of Fame. Coco Beware was I put her top ten biggest pop of the Hulk Hogan era. I like, loved
1: Coco Beware
0: as a kid. Coco yeah, Beware ruled as a kid. Yeah, of course, oh, Frankie. God. Yeah, do the Birdman. Also do Jesse. Bird. Went, yeah, Bird, Bird, Bird.
1: And then I heard Cornette talk about it. He's like, Coco Beware, great talent until he got fucking all that money and got fat
0: yeah easy he made
1: made a lot of money pretending to be a bird and then he had to lose like he it's better what what he did is better than what you had planned for him
0: it's very funny Vince McMahon, every once in a generation always just like you're a truck you're a bird there we go also yeah yeah. Mm. so
1: what i think is one of the most unsung things about uh this man's career is he comes back in 2016 triple h calls him up because triple h fucking loves the nwa and you know
0: what this is the best time, also, when this is the best time in the in NXT ever. This is the best time. 2016, bad time for American politics, amazing time for basically a super indie existing on the oh, WWE yeah. well, network. This is what oh this my is the God. fucking
1: funny thing about NXT is NXT, I feel like. Is the sort of realized version of AEW where it's like, let's get indie guys and then we'll do the NWA as well. And that's fully what AEW is now.
0: It's basically. AEW
1: is just a bunch of factions like they had in the NWA, like we talked about.
0: Paul Jones' army versus Jimmy Valiant's boogie woogie boys. You
1: don't have to, and this is so important to the NWA, you don't have to be a top level talent to be in a faction.
0: Yeah absolutely and it's also it's not like it's a joke faction like the three-man band also tag teams are an entity unto their own something like that in the nwa was so good at doing and it just made it just a well more well-rounded product don't you agree dylan so
1: occam's razor
0: the authors of pain oh yeah
1: managed by paul ellering and he really does nothing except for he 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 comes out first they line I disagree entirely. Then he says, "Go to the ring." They do, and it's fucking sweet. And Paul Ellering yeah. has aged well because he bicks his fucking head, and he only has to die that fucking goatee, baby. And once again, he's stocky, so he's like an intimidating guy. But also, Akam and Razor are fucking huge. They can't really wrestle that well, but who gives a fucking shit? There's two of them, so they both get to share the duties. Why not? Let's go. Let's fucking go
0: they are absolutely amazing and the sad part is not with the company anymore like everyone else who was really good in nxt it was like ah, eh, nah well ellering does this great job
1: managing them and then of course as soon as they get called up to the main roster one of the weirdest writing offs of a character i've ever seen where it's like they don't even beat up ellering they just he starts to walk out with them and then they put their hand on him and then go go to the back and he just like leaves wrestling forever
0: what's well, because by the way paul ellering was probably a no touch and they just want he wanted to do like he just wanted to walk out on raw one last time do something and they were like all right let's do that because i bet you was, wrote like them
1: off i guess but it's also like vince just clearly it's like they clearly benefited so much from having a guy who was just like there to teach them because these are these were new wrestlers as well teaching them the basics of professional wrestling and the basics of being a monster tag team and just being a guy that the audience knows so you have that connection of like and this was i think the other thing about the authors of pain that was really good was they were like the road warriors but they were far enough away from
0: the road warriors were still being like them that it worked having ellering yeah it was that thing of ellering had done enough and like had been enough time that it was like oh, how long has that guy been around? Here's who he used to manage. Not like he's now found the next version of who he's going to manage. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Also, I think that what's also interesting about Authors of Pain is um, their finishing move is much like the doomsday device in that you do not want the crackhead doing that part where he just kicks (laughs) you in the head. Yeah. And But I also would say this about Paul Ellering at this point is even then he has the rolled up Wall Street Journal. Like, they consistently have a couple of things that are just Paul Ellerings, and it's so nice to see.
1: Yeah, exactly. And NXT is, of course, for nerds who are like, that's Paul
0: Ellering. It was for nerds, and then they tried to use it to compete with AEW, and now it's just going to be, for some reason, Vince McMahon's just going to produce however much amount of television with the weirdest wrestlers ever no more indie wrestlers only recruits from universities just oh god jacked.
1: just fucking jacked what's that guy's name braun breaker fuck rick oh, stein is gonna, gonna fucking be jacked and fucking it's gonna, gonna be fuck
0: absolutely it. fucking awesome just two guys with backs the size of drive-in movie theater screens oh, just yeah. leaning on each other just slapping each other yeah and fuck out Whoever dies of cardiac arrest first loses.
1: Also, I will say this about Braun Breaker: super sick looking, except for like he can't grow the middle of his mustache at all. Like I can't really grow the middle, but this dude's mustache starts like it's the anti-Hitler mustache my buddy used to call it, where it's like
0: the very funny.
1: The nose, his nose is complete. Watch it; it makes you very uncomfortable once you notice it. Where you're like, just don't have that. Or just have this part of your goatee. You don't have to even fuck with the mustache, man.
0: Here's what I suggest. Don't watch that video. Dylan Watch scary videos. Bingo. (laughs) Rachel
1: Ellering, of course, Paul Ellering's daughter, is now in professional wrestling. John, what's your favorite thing about
0: Paul Ellering as you fall asleep? Uh, I love that he's going to be, I'm going to dream about him. I love that I'm going to dream. I love, I think his promos are amazing. I think that he is the unsung promo king. Of managers. Bobby Heenan gets all the credit he deserves. Jim Cornette gets all the credit he deserves. Paul Ellering does not. Also, for the intimidation factor of the fact that, like, the manager of the Road Warriors needs to be a stacked guy who might have to fight them because they're m- manic. And then all the way to the authors of Pain that are these, like, giant brutes, but are so, like, mindless in violence. They need to be controlled by a smart man. Like, he has this vindictive nature to the point that, like, I've brought a computer science to a biker gang. Which now that I think about, it, is really aping Ke- Kurt Metzger and all the other white supremacists in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Not a good look I for Paul say, Ellering. Yeah.
1: Paul Ellering was like, "I'm going to create a bunch of memes that'll go viral, that'll yeah. really take down the welfare state."
0: Pepe the Frog. Um, the thing I just want to say, yeah, Paul Ellering, unsun amazing manager, and his promos. That's the high point. What about you, you big fuck?
1: Well, I mean, I think that. You got to say the high point is that first run with the road warriors You don't have to say that peeking. you can say whatever you want and then he honestly losing losing Paul Ellering ruins the Legion of Doom because Hawk goes off the rails animals fine but Hawk goes off the rails and Hawks the star of the team animal only exists because Hawk fucking couldn't get his shit together. And once yeah. you lose Hawk, you lose the whole team. And that's pretty much what happened. Even though. Well, I don't know. He Heidenreich. Great fucking. Oh, yeah. They got Heidenreich. So actually. No, they were better actually without Ellering. So I switched that. The worst. The best thing about his career is that car accident. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the
0: worst thing is.
1: I don't think there is one. I think he. This Paul guy Ellering had, had the best life.
0: life. He now literally owns a restaurant on a lake and is a three-time participant in the Iditarod and races like three mar- marathons a year. He's yeah. doing awesome.
1: He likes Here's how you fitness. tell. He we can't riff on him. He's
0: just the- a nice man. Mean Gene Okerlund was a drunk, and we have literally made hours of, and then he mm-hmm. turned her skull into a candle content. And Paul Ellering, it's like, I ah, was a nice boy.
1: You know what? I'll invent this right now. I would say that Paul Ellering is our first inductee into the Jim Brunzel Hall of Fame, which is just oh my a God. a nice guy.
0: Yeah, my God. Just the Jim Brunzel
1: Hall of Fame, where a guy Jim is like, Brunzel Hall of Fame. Yeah, just a, hey, can I ask you about the Killer Bees? Oh, sure. Do you want to know yeah. who's nice? Hint, everybody.
0: Even Brian B. Blair. Not Brian B. Blair's son, though, but that's just because he's rude to my friend, Brian B. Blair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next
1: week we're going to talk about, oh, my God, there was another manager, wasn't it? Was yeah. it Paul Jones? There was Paul Jones, and then someone. There was someone else.
0: Let's do Paul Jones next week. Paul, Paul, Paul Jones. Jones. Paul Jones. Paul
1: Jones. Paul Jones of Paul Jones Army. I don't. Paul Jones. This fucking guy.
0: Paul Jones behind Michael Jordan for the most recent appearance of a Hitler mustache on television, as far as I'm concerned. That's good. Was he the guy who? Or was did
1: he manage? There was like a. Someone sent me this like a promotion that was like they're the heels, but then their characters were we love the apartheid in the 80s.
0: Oh my god, I don't know who that was, but I assume he did like yet. Some
1: small company was like, How about this? Our main heels, they love the apartheid. And then like much like Baron von Raske, they just did that character for so long, they eventually became baby faces, and people who go in the country are like, What the fuck is this? Baron von Rasky was a Nazi so long everyone was like, I guess we like this Nazi. Yeah. I mean, have you seen the claw? That's all I'm
0: saying. He goose steps, really cool yeah also it's i always wondered why after world war ii if there was a nazi in the ring i'd just be like we got to kill my enemy you know what i mean it's so weird where it's like <laughs> just stab this man yeah i thought we beat them five years ago no that one guy is back and this is and he's gonna get his vengeance in the u.s by beating fritz von eric
1: i went to an indie show one time and there was a guy named the nazi he was oh one of the characters God. and uh he was like, "Now we're not," and then his manager came in and was like, "Now we're not racist," and everyone laughed really, really hard. And yeah, the manager couldn't get the crowd back.
0: Yeah, makes sense. No, what else makes sense?
1: Makes sense. What makes sense?
0: Me going to bed right now, ladies and gentlemen. Dylan, we can be find you on Twitter. That's D Y L A N G O double at that T. You can find me, John Hastings, V John Hastings on all social media. Check out my other podcast, Untitled Twitch Stream. That's U T S. Um. Or check it out on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash untitled Twitch stream. Dylan, do you have any comedy releases? I do. They're available. we all good comedy releases. are stream, search John Hastings or Dylan Gott for them. And then suck our thumbs like we're babies.
1: Oh, at Wrestler Review, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. For all that, we're going to start posting more on Instagram. I invested in a program that will set them all, so I'll just do it once and then... Who knows? I mean, maybe uh, A Dark Side of the Ring will come out about the guy, and I'll be like, oh, this guy was a great wrestler on the day
0: of, so that'll be fun. Yeah, anyway, that'll be fun. Goodbye.
1: Sock, also, sock. Piss, let's piss. all just
0: wait for the Jerry Lawler Dark Side of the Ring so then literally all the predictions we ever made on this program come true. Cool. I love you all.